John Barleycorn and I am Fred and we are back for season three um, this season we're going to be diving deep into this little known thing called the book Alcoholics Anonymous this week's episode is entitled the step 10 directions are not optional our guest helping us discuss this will be Marty hello it's me Marty I'm an alcoholic welcome back friend Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to... Oh, I was going to say, I can see John and Fred. I can't see anyone who might potentially be listening to this in the future. Um, but if I could see y'all, I would say nice to see you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need more details. <laughs> well, I'm you didn't explain, you didn't explain the concept access. of podcasts well enough. Did we, just get in, did we break into some kind of like time travel episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was talking to our friend Clarence uh, yesterday, and I was like, um, "Do you ever, do you ever have moments where you're like, I'm totally talking like a stoner right now, <laughs> just like out of that, nowhere?" <laughs> that's me. Whenever I'm so, I am on. This is day. This is my um, day two of quitting cigarettes. So when you left the treatment the center two weeks ago, so... when you left the treatment center. Did you go buy a pack after we were talking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like day five for you. Okay, so you relapsed. I know. On Marlboro. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, I get the brain fog so bad. I did a treatment center on day one of not smoking. And I was like, so the circle and the triangle, dude, <laughs> it's like um, uh, unity, recovery, and uh, service, dude. It's wild. And I get to be whole, man. I get to be like, in this circle. Sound like, the it's like an alien guy. <laughs> That's exactly what I sounded like. It was so embarrassing for me. <laughs> I was doing that the other day, and I uh, I texted our buddy, and I was like, I was like, do you ever do that? And he was like, he was like, uh, what do you mean? And I was just like, well, I was like watching this police video and, uh, it was like one of those where they're just like, you know, they, they're chasing somebody and then they like corner him and then they like taser him or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like sitting there by myself kind of having this like out loud conversation just with me where I was like, man, it's weird that we like live in a world and we like have to have like laws and like people have to be like told to do things and be nice. And then there's like these guys we employ and we pay them and then they like take charge in situations and they'll like threaten us with violence. And then there's like people who don't want to follow the laws and then they can like legally murder you. Like, isn't that weird? And then I was just like, am I high right now? Like, <laughs> What the hell is wrong with me? That's about 99% of me and Hank's uh, conversations with each other as two incredibly sober people often like just cir circle back to sounding like we're super high. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of going bold and spicy this season. I think I like it. Sort of the, uh, the approach is that, uh, you know, We've we've already angered any meeting makers that may have accidentally stumbled upon our podcast. <laughs> and with uh, our Clear Cut Direction series and continuing into this one, we're probably going to go forward and, and alienate a whole bunch of big book people. With just talking about the big book, weirdly. Oddly enough. <laughs> it is wild that that, hap that that happens so often, though, because... For sure. I'm like, dude, I'm literally just reading what this, I'm literally just reading what this says. And there's, there's so many instances too, where it's just like, um, I th the reason that we were coming, coming to the, uh, 
idea of doing this as kind of like a theme for the season is like how many conversations have you had with people who you know are big book people where you're just talking about something in the book and they're like yeah well I mean you know that's your experience or or like that no. that's your opinion or <laughs> no like, it's not actually I'm sorry it kind of seems like what you're talking about is like something that your sponsor said that has worked for you but that is not in the book you know and it's always interesting yeah. to me because people get really 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 passionate about that stuff and I feel like some of that stuff is like okay well I don't see that in the book and I'm just not going to do that with people because I don't want my experience and this thing that was beneficial to me to be what I present to them. I just want to give them what the book says, you know, yep. let them have their own experience, you know, and if they develop some other way of doing things, okay, that's just going to be their growth. That's what they're going to do. But I've, I've always been of the mind that it's the closer. And we talked about this on our little bone zone last time, Fred, the closer I can get to just like presenting the information in the book, the better chance they have of having their own experience and it's mm-hmm. going to be their thing, you know? Yeah. I, I always hear it called, um, stuff like, well, and, and the book does use the term spiritual toolkit, mm-hmm. uh, or kit of spiritual tools, whatever. And I always hear people say, yeah, my spiritual toolkit, like calling five people every day and meditation <laughs> yeah, yeah. and yoga um, and I'm like, dude, no, when they talk about the spiritual toolkit, they then go in great detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go into great detail outlining, um, the kit of spiritual tools, which is just like doing the shit. Yeah. And so that's kind of the stuff that we want to look at this season mainly is like, you know, what is the toolkit and what's some other stuff that maybe we can have an open mind about not being part of the toolkit. Right. Right. Yep. I think, uh, I think for me, when you brought this idea up, I loved it because we had talked recently about how nothing will make a room full of <laughs> quote unquote recovered alcoholics glaze over more than when you start talking about the very specific directions around steps 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they just, you just get these blank looks and I almost like, um, please don't ask me anything about this <laughs> because I clearly am not. I clearly have no idea what you're talking about, you know? Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of, I mean, exactly like what you were talking about, John, I feel like, you know, we become recovered and then we seek this spiritual solution in a, on a deeper level, mm-hmm. right? And that often means we start to go outside of Alcoholics Anonymous and we start finding these things, which is not, I'm not saying these are bad things. These mm-hmm. are just things are good. I do the same thing. But then... We start presenting to day 15 guy yeah. our newfound conceptions and newfound ideas as opposed to exactly what you just said, taking them through the work exactly as laid out and then allowing them to go out and find mm-hmm. their stuff on their own once they've got that relationship built. Yeah. You know, and then we kind of like blend somehow we like merge these two worlds, you know, and we bring together this like transcendental meditation and some kind of metronome (laughs) as part of step 11. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the experience that I had my first couple times trying AA, um, was that, you know, if there, if there was ever discussion, if, if ever there was discussion of step 11, particularly in meetings, um, it would usually be stuff like, in 1983, in Taos, New Mexico, I met a man named Bernard, and uh, he <laughs> spoke to me of the spirit wolf. And, you know, it was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm just like... It's this- so baffling, though. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I've gone to... And it's a, this is... And I have the uh, unique experience of, of having been to many a women's meeting. And this stuff is often... <laughs> At least in some of the women's meetings that I've been to down here in the South, um, this gets talked about all the time. And I, and every time it gets brought up, it's like everybody goes around the room and lists their higher power, which I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck? And then, 
<laughs> That's happened. Like, no, 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 no. That's step two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Let's get with the program. The four please. paragraphs That's... on your higher power is step two, please. <laughs> That's some step two stuff. Only guys. four? We're well past Blackers. that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stuff like that where, um, and people will be like, oh, mine is, um, I've heard wolf spirit before. Uh, <laughs> Did you have really? I thought I just made that I'm, up. Yeah, it was like, no, it was wolves. <laughs> Someone's higher power was just wolves. A wolf girl. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I hope wolf girl never reads this, but girl she has, has a, a very girl. high chance of, of becoming a furry one day. <laughs> very high chance. <laughs> and you know what? As an ex-horse girl, I can't even hate. I, I can't even hate. As an ex-furry. <laughs> My higher power is actually Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron <laughs> from the hit movie scored by Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I can fuck with that though. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get down with some late '90s animation. Oh my god, that soundtrack saint changed my life. Okay, <laughs> okay, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's just wild that that it gets. There's so many different directions that this topic can take when it's brought up and presented to a group of alcoholics. Yeah. So my. My reason for asking you particularly to do this episode with us is that I fuck with you major. You're like a one day one kind of newer ish person in our lives. Um, and um, just somebody who I totally respect and know for a fact is like very active in. I mean, like we do all kinds of 12 step shit together. Um, and we and we met through the podcast and the meme page and stuff and, we did um, indeed yeah and uh and now you know we go and we do meetings together at treatment centers and you know on zoom and whatever um it's pretty sweet stuff yeah and you have a current living experience with the directions for 10 and 11 you know and so like i think you know me and fred have kind of bounced around <laughs> ideas about this but Uh, To me, it feels like it goes without saying, but the whole purpose here is not to be, like, judging how other people do stuff. The purpose is just to be, like, you know, let's take a fresh look at, like, what this actually says and what that looks like for three people who practice it every day, right? So, with that, I think we'll just read all the directions and just kind of break it down a little bit. If you want to start us, Marty... I'm having such a hard time sure. not, not saying your real name. Uh, if you want to, it's a great name. Yeah, my mom did a fantastic job. Totally. Um, um, if you want to start us on 84, so uh, there's the end of the ninth step promises on the top of 84, which I could do a whole thing about. Um, but uh, the last little thing it says there is they. Um, are these extravagant promises, these ninth step promises? We think not. They're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. <clears throat> this thought brings us to step 10. So assuming that I've gone through, I've started my amends, um, I'm knee deep in them, I've gotten halfway through them, I then continue on to step 10. Uh, which suggests that we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. Um, So again, as we cleaned up the past means to me, I'm doing this as I'm doing my amends. I get my toes, you know, dipped in the amends water. I'm cleaning up my past. And as I'm doing that, I start step 10 alongside that. Um, and I, I I love all of the language that it uses in, in the chapter into action. Um, and you know, whenever we started how it works too, with step four, uh, once we start these action steps, it uses language like vigorously, Mm -hmm. painstaking, uh, launching, it uses vigorously again here, like this stuff is to be done, um, like every day, (laughs) every, every day, pretty consistently. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it, but this is, this is the instructions that it gives. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we've entered the world of the spirit. 
Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue just, to watch but, for selfishness. Just for today. Oh. Just for today. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, Yeah. If I've stayed sobered for just today, um, it's been a great day. I just had this conversation with a sponsee last night because we were talking about amends and the guy that comes up out of his storm cellar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, nope. And she said that she had had a conversation with somebody. She's, it's her first time ever through the steps. She said that she had the same same talk with someone at a meeting that day. And I was like, yes. Nice. Get him, Anne. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, and I also really like that it says continue. Yeah. It says continue like one, two, three, three or four times in this paragraph right here. Um, which implies what? Like continuously doing it every right. every day. And also, I feel like it 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 implies a couple other things where it's like they've already shown me how to do it, right? There's that, it's, and then there's also the fact of continue. It doesn't it, like if I if I said continue doing that thing that you learned uh, back in October eight months ago, and uh, just continue doing that. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't learn how to do inventory eight months ago if I'm continuing to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I just learned it. This is recent, right? Yep. Yep. And I am conti- and I just learned, you know, not five seconds ago, how to set right any new mistakes or set right, right. my mistakes. So, um, and also I like that, you know, good for me to see because sometimes I'm not fan- I'm not fantastic. I don't do 10 every single day of my life and I haven't done it every single day of my life mm-hmm. in the past. I attempt to um, but I'm pretty good about, you know, once I fuck something up once, like smoking <laughs> for example, <laughs> um, I will just uh, balls to the wall quit doing whatever it was I was trying to do you know, be like, oh well, there goes that, fucked it up <laughs> see y'all later mm-hmm. um, but continue you know, even if I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, it's been three days. Haven't done step 10. I'm just going to pick back where I left off. Continue to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think, and, and that's kind of the endeavor of like growing and understanding and effectiveness. Cause like what you're about to read is like the tools of how I actually do a step 10, right? Yep. So yep. as long as I continue to do it, that means that does imply, I think, get back on the horse. Keep going. Get back on Spirit Stallion of the Simone <laughs> and ride. Okay, so Turn you ride your Brian higher power. Adams. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Your higher power is a form of transportation. I, I, I dig that. I dig Never, that. You know, it might be. I might have to rewatch that film. And um, and I do call it a film. Um, it's not a movie. This is a film. A this is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> it was. It was very formative for me. Um, okay, so back back to the matter at hand. Here's the tools that I use. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Literally the same exact four things that I looked for when I did my resentments list mm-hmm. in my fourth step um, resentment inventory. Same exact four things. I'm just continuing to look for those as they crop up throughout my day. Um, when these crop up, not if, because they're gonna, I'm a human being living in a world full of other human beings who are mostly run on self-will. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gonna happen. Um, when these crop up, we ask God at once uh, what to remove them. So at once when I realize that this has, that these have cropped up, um, so, and, and that was, that's where I feel like six and seven start to tie into this stuff too. Cause in six and seven, I've started to give these character defects and these, um, these aspects of myself, which are, um, oh, what is the word that the book uses? Undesirable. Undesirable. Yep. I I've given those over to my higher power. And, and once I, once I do that, they start to get brought to my attention at least in my experience, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's how that worked. Um, they weren't immediately removed. God didn't just like take away my jealous nature like that. 
but what happened was that as I went along, it started to get pointed out to me a little bit more. Um, when I'm doing step 10, I, I notice more quickly when I'm being rude or when I'm being um, sarcastic mm-hmm. or when I've said something perhaps I shouldn't have or when I've had a judgmental thought or feeling about somebody that starts to make itself a little bit more apparent um, after I've gone through six and seven, eight and nine. Um, so when I realize that, that's where I turn my attention to um, is asking God at once for that to be removed. Um, and for me, that looks like, you know, sometimes I set a timer on my phone, on my little watch or whatever, um, where it's like a 10 reminder and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Haven't checked in today. Where have I been selfish, dishonest, resentment, and fearful between, you know, 7am and 10, 10 10am, usually quite a bit already. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Cause sometimes there sometimes it's not like especially if you're if you're tight with your 11 step in the morning every morning every night you know there, there's not going to be major blowouts every fucking day right but yeah. but there's almost there's almost always throughout your week at least a few times where there's like okay i was momentarily wrapped in fear over a really rude reply all email at my work or what you know whatever it is yep there's, um, yeah. And, and, and I've found that as I've gone along and I've continued to do this and my, you know, 10 and 11 definitely look different now than they did whenever I first started. Um, but my, my tens now are like, oh, you know, I could have been a little more kind when I was talking to the lady at the grocery store today. It's a, it's a lot less like, oh, I, I shouldn't have, um, embezzled $30,000. I shouldn't have stolen that uh whatever. Tank, you know, it's, it's tank from the army base and Yeah. <laughs> crushed a Mazda Miata. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think it's interesting because it says uh above the directions, right? It says we have entered the world of the spirit. Mhm. And uh, when I'm new, like I've, I've just entered. Yeah. So I don't have such a strong connection with God that maybe these things are going to be so obvious to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I feel like the majority of 11 work is trying to keep me awake longer during yeah. the day to see 10. You know, like, I mean, these two steps are so dovetailed, but like totally. the more I do 11, the more 10 becomes awake in my life. You know, the the prayer for me in the morning to God is like, just wake me up when the shit is happening. Because I mean, that's the thing. I can sleepwalk an entire day, hit every yeah. single one of these things. I can be selfish, dishonest, resentful, and fearful, not and see not any of it, not even see it, and then sit sit down at night and be like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. that was rough. <laughs> you know um on paper this and uh yeah (laughs) exactly but you know it's like uh so it's like the but the more i enter that world the more i push into that world even further you know then it's like so yeah i mean like as a new person if you're just completing if you're just getting into this like yeah you you probably aren't going to be aware of it all Mm -hmm. the time you know it's it's probably going to be that thing where you're like hit the coffee shop in the morning are rude to the barista because they took too long. And then you're like three blocks down and you go the first, you know, and then you go, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. And then you have the opportunity right there to make that tense, to do that tense stuff like on the spot and run back and make an amends real quick or whatever. Um, I have a great story along those lines. It was like well, the first time that I really did like an actual step 10 in the middle of the day. And I was, um, I was working as a letter writer. I have great handwriting, and so I was doing some letters. And every week, I'd have to go to the job. post office. <laughs> um, I have no idea. <laughs> this is in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> it was for realtors who you know want to express interest in buying properties, and so gotcha. I would just write, "Dear such and such, I'm interested in your property. Love, so and so. Love." I didn't say love, but okay, I'm like that's. Bold. I'd have to. I'd have to take like hundreds of these letters to the post office every Wednesday and I would have a check from my employer to the post office to give 
and you know get it all sent off um and this lady she was an, a new person at this post office and she was very rude and she was not accepting my check regardless um of the fact that i'd been there several times in the month prior um and she was not accepting it and she was interrupting me each time i tried to explain you know what i had done in the past um and she just kept going no 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 and i have i don't raise my voice at anybody unless i'm playing soccer and i'm telling you that you need to start running or something um and i i raised my voice at this woman and i got really upset with her um and i finally got somebody else to come help me and do it and i went and got in the car and i was pissed off and i started driving i got two blocks away and i realized that i had been a real bitch to this woman who didn't deserve it who was just Fuck, trying to I'm do her supposed job to be nice now yeah. And it was the weirdest thing. I'm at this red light and I'm stewing and brewing. And all of a sudden, because I had, you know, just gone through all of this work, I think it was the first time I'd been through the steps. Um, it was just like it, something clicked in my mind where it was like, that was not right. Go make it right. And I turned around and I went and I waited in that long ass post office line again. And I went up to that woman and I said, hey, I just want to apologize for the way that I spoke to you earlier. I spoke out of frustration. It was wrong of me. Um, is there any way that I can make that right? And she had like the biggest dinner plate eyes looking at me. Mm-hmm. But after that, we were best friends. Anytime I came into the post office, you know, she she apologized too. Uh, and anytime I came afterwards, she would bring me up to the front of the line. She would call me Miss Miss Green Eyes. And I was like, okay. I was like, look, look at this. Look at this little post office friendship that I never would have had if I hadn't done a 10th step. Nice. Yeah. So. I had an experience like that at work where it was just like, I got to go in the next morning and see this person because we have, we share a cubicle wall, <laughs> you know, it's like, yep. okay. And then it was like, uh, first thing in the morning. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Hey, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was wrong. I was uh, quite rude to you yesterday. You know what can I do for it's you? It's not like, comfortable. But it's one of those things where you're just like, I think um, it like it. Two things come to my mind when a ten step thing like that happens. Firstly, is how deeply uncomfortable I feel, and how blocked off from the power of God I feel when I know that there's undealt with business between me and someone that was my fault, you know? And then the second thing is on the other side of it, when you, when you go and try to make it right is like, Oh yeah, this is what step nine feels like. This is some good shit. You know, it's like, cool. (laughs) So, you know, it doesn't always end with like, you know, line skipping privileges of the post office but but that was pretty sick it always ends with i went and attempted to set right something that i fucked up and that's always a feeling of inexplicable um relief and like wholeness you know i feel connected again after that yep Circular Changes Rehabilitation Center. Alumni testimonials. <laughs> I, I was I was at the end. I, there, there's nowhere left for me to turn. The money and the, the people who love me, it was all gone. I, I didn't know what to do. I tried every means I could think of to quit. To stay quit. <laughs> And it changed my life for good. It wasn't until Margot, my my case manager at Circular Changes, told me, Mark, look, all you have to do is don't let yourself get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. It truly, it, it changed my life. It was like a light bulb came on. Today, Thanks to the six-month inpatient program and a 90-day intensive outpatient program, these are the kinds of tools that are keeping me away from drugs and alcohol. 
Thank you, Circular Changes. Circular Changes, bringing you one step closer to becoming the you you would like to be. I think uh, I think so often, like when we talk about step nine in in meetings, it's like there's always that that gigantic grand gesture, you know, like yeah. And then I paid the IRS back seventy five thousand right. dollars, and and then I made amends to my estranged family. You know, what I mean, there's always those mm-hmm. huge gigantic gestures, and they obviously have a tremendous impact. Um, and and this is like, uh, you know, this is something I, I knew I was I wanted to talk about at some point, but. This is why I believe these steps just get so often overlooked because four is so big and nine is mm. so big and we have these big ju- and by and like I think there's this like weird thing where and I'm I'm guilty of it too is like I want to stay in the early steps when I talk in meetings because I'm trying to talk to the new person mm-hmm. and I feel like if I talk about these later steps maybe they're not going to hear it or they're not going to listen they're not they're not necessarily there yet you know mm-hmm. but for people who are recovered and for people who have moved past nine, nine or halfway through nine. Like this is where we find like a, the death of a thousand cuts. It's like, no. it's not making these small amends. It's not cleaning up these small things. And next thing you know, you find yourself, you know, six months sober, terrified to go to your local, you, you can't go to three different stores within four blocks of your house because <laughs> right. you've, you know, you've pissed people off or you've had those awkward experiences and you're back in that, you know, terrified to walk down the grocery store mm-hmm. aisle. Cause you don't know who's in the next aisle and you're going to turn the corner and, and now you're going to have that thing, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I just feel like we don't talk about exactly what you both just described, which are very like small amends that no, but, and that's the thing you go to any AA meeting and Nobody would ever fault you if if you told both of those stories without the making the amends part. You'd have a bunch of people coming up to you after and be like, <laughs> like "Well, yeah, I tell you I what, it's just tough out there. It's yeah, tough out there. Exactly. And you just got to do, you know, just you, you just gotta, drink, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just that alcoholic thinking getting you down, you know, and <laughs> you just got to keep coming back, sweetie, and and you know, <laughs> pat on the back for you, you know, as opposed to actually, hey, dude, if you don't get back to that post office, you're gonna fucking drink. Right. Yeah. You, know, you might not tie those two events together, mm-hmm. but this I feel is like how I'm, this works. I'm really lucky in that when I did the steps for the first time, I really did not ever do 11 or 12 for about a year. But the one that I picked up and ran with, and thank God I did, <laughs> was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I can't tell you how many times I would call people because I used to be this big time, like um, Tall Taylor. Not anything like I would just call someone and be like, hey, I saw this really cool dog today. It was sick, man. I didn't fucking see a dog that day. I just didn't have anything interesting to say. Um, And I would do that shit like in sobriety still. And I I would have to call those people right back. Usually it was my mom because I didn't have very many friends. (laughs) It was just my mom. (laughs) Just call your mom and tell her lies. (laughs) I would. I'd be like, yeah, mom, I saw this really cute dog on campus today. <laughs> and I'd have to call her back and be like, hey, um, just kidding. And I'm sure she was baffled. I'm sure she was baffled beyond belief. Um, but, but I did that a couple times. And then I was like, maybe I just won't tell people I've seen dogs I haven't seen. <laughs> what a wild concept (laughs) and um so you know i i don't do that was lying was a really really big one and Mm -hmm. i and i know for sure that step 10 and the process of having to you know several times um make that right quickly that really helped me you know give that over to my higher power and be like dude no i'm done i don't want to be don't want to be a a mistruther no more um yeah Okay, so <laughs> back to the matter at hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> we discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. And we've just really talked about making amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I we discuss them with someone immediately. I feel like that was really great advice for me whenever I was like Fred was talking about 
had just entered the spiritual realm. You know, I would often call my sponsor with step 10 stuff throughout the day mm-hmm. or, you know, at the end of my day and say, you know, this was cropping up here and this was cropping up here. What do I do with it? Cause you know, I was a brand new little baby. Um, but you know, I don't do that as often today. If mm-hmm. something crops up continually throughout my week, maybe I'll call my sponsor, have a chat about it. Um, but she probably doesn't want to hear every time I am resentful uh, that my neighbors left the trash out. Um, you just take that stuff day. right to Cimarron. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this is, this is the best part of, this is the best part of step 10. Is everyone ready? I'm ready. Then we, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. That's the freaking kicker for step 10 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm sure it is for, for you guys as well. Um, but like we've talked about, I can spend all day long up in my head, not even realizing it. But if I am starting to look for this stuff, um, asking for guidance that things be brought to my attention, um, looking at them when they crop up and bringing them to God when they crop up, and then immediately looking for someone I can help. Like this stuff is not going to be eating my lunch. Right. Like it has in the past. Um, and it, it, looking for someone I can help can be generally for me. It's like, oh, hey, you know, that sponsee texted you this morning. You haven't texted her back. And it gives me five minutes to get out of whatever shit I was in um, and into someone else's shit. Mm-hmm. So I think you're absolutely right about that last line. Uh, you know, it's like, um, to me, this is the same thing. See, the, the 10 step is really just the steps, but it's like rapid fire, right? So mm-hmm. one through 11 and whatever you want to argue about which parts of those are action doesn't matter. One through 11, in my opinion, is like, let's if we use like the baking analogy, is like everything up to the point of putting something in the oven. It's like you've done everything and everything is just sitting on the tray or it's whatever. And, and then it would be like just putting it on the counter and being like, cool, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. It's like, I'm not going to engage the power that I need. Right. And it's like something about 12 and this part of 10, that is the activator. Mm-hmm. It's the activator of this ingredients, right. Where I turn Yeast. my thoughts over here and now, and now something happens and this can only be ex- people again, this is where those moments, like there's only, there's only people who've had this experience. People who haven't had this experience. Like mm-hmm. people who had this experience know exactly what I'm talking about. I turn my thoughts over here and God starts to work in my life without me. Mm-hmm. Things start to happen without me over here. And then I'm over here working and then all boom, shit's being taken care of like behind the scenes. I don't have anything to do with it. And then you get that random phone call out of nowhere. Hey, remember that job you were thinking about? Yeah. It's now it's yours. Hey, remember that place you needed there? Oh, that money. It's in your account. Like took care of it. I got you. Thanks for going to work for me. Here's a bonus. Here's your quarterly bonus. You know what I mean? It's like all these things just like click into place. And it's the same thing for 10. And you can extrapolate that out and use the same example for the steps. This is the activator. Um, You have to put the fucking cookies in the oven, right? You know, you have to finish the process. And, uh, and that's to me, but just to quick circle back, something Marty said right at the beginning, nailed it. Like spiritual toolkit, mm-hmm. right? This is this has been my big kick now for a little while. Is like I don't need to know why this shit works. Okay, I don't need to know. I simply need to use the tool, and these are the tools. I don't have to understand why when I do the three or four things listed here on step ten. Why do I get the result I get? Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't fucking matter. All that matters is I know it works. So I just keep doing this very simple, very clear cut um, process. And every time I do it, fuck, it just shit gets pop, good. Shit pops off. <laughs> it's just good. So yeah, I can't tell you how many experiences like that I've had where. Well, I mean, and additionally, in, in step 12, it tells us that working with others, nothing so much ensures immunity against drinking. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's already fantastic. If I'm if I'm thinking of others every time something like this crops up in my life, woohoo, I'm at much less risk for, for drinking right. already. Um, and then I'm out there 
helping others, my, you know, my goal now in this world is to be of maximum use to, to God and to other people. So if I'm, I'm doing step 10 correctly, I'm fitting myself to be of maximum use and I'm probably helping other alcoholics when I'm doing so like I'm do I'm, I'm in the shit. Like I'm plugged in and I I'm that's, I'm so glad that you pointed that out, Fred, because there's so many times um, where I've just done that. And it seems so counterintuitive because the thing that I really want to do is like mess around, get my hands in there, figure out, um, you know, worry over stuff and, and nitpick over stuff and manipulate stuff. And, um, you know, that's my first instinct. But if I follow this instinct and help someone else instead, the shit just falls into place. Like, I, someone calls me and asks me if I want to move in when I've been looking for somewhere to live. Someone calls with a job offer when I've been worried about jobs and money. Like, what the fuck? It's real weird, and it gives me the chills every time I think about it. Mm-hmm. So, two things come to my mind. First is what you guys are talking about, tying in with this this idea in the 10-step promises, which, let's be real, we'll probably do a whole episode on 10-step promises eventually. But, for now, with this concept of we will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes, you know. I, I can remember the first person who I sponsored who got to this point and had that experience um, and and was talking to me and was like, dude, I, I don't. I don't want to drink. <laughs> like, I don't, it's not like, it's not, I'm not where I was 35 days ago where I was like, I don't want to drink, but I know I'm going to drink or, or geez, I really don't want to drink. I'm at this place where it's like that the bottle of beer might as well be like sulfuric acid. Like I just, I, I don't have a desire for it. Um, and I feel comforted by that and I feel buoyed I feel like lifted up there's a different thing happening here yeah. but but I feel like I kind of put some effort into it I feel like I did some stuff you know and and it's always a funny conversation to have with somebody because it's like okay you did exactly what Fred was just saying right like you went and did some stuff for God's kids you you did some self-examination you asked for God's help and then you went and tried to repair the mistakes and the person I'm thinking of it's like you specifically went and really smashed out a bunch of amends and God took care of this did you ever once sit down in prayer and be like God please remove this from me please help me not desire like help me think of booze the same way as I would a glass of sulfuric acid and he's just like, no, I never did that. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about you're going to do some effort, but not on this. You know, it's like while you're over here doing work, this other thing that's the whole reason you're starting this is going to be taken care of by this power, right? And I think that that's the, the real magic of learning that way of life is that, like, I do become more effective, more understanding, more productive, more harmonious, more helpful with the people around me. And while I'm being sharpened into a better tool in that regard, you know, God is taking care of the stuff that I have no business trying to take care of. Right. Mm. Yep. Um, so the second thing that comes to mind is a post I saw on Reddit the other day. Oh God. <laughs> so <clears throat> the post was, um, by today, AMC. Yeah, no, right. It was like t- today I had a bunch of resentments, right? And then the body of the post was, um, I was really full of resentment, but I immediately went to a meeting, and all the comments oh, were like, "Bravo, that's great! You really worked your program." So mm-hmm. my, my my question to you would be, uh, I guess twofold. My question to you, since you have been our illustrious reader this evening. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Did that person do a 10 step? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. They did. Cause they did something. No, they did something, but was it a 10 well, step? 
if it had been a tent, speaking of which, my literal tent step alarm, it just, just went off for 10 a.m. All right, so. we'll see you later. Bye, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do what the Apple Watch tells me. No, it's like, and and that's what that's what what gets me a lot is that. The, I feel like the end-all, be-all advice for anybody in AA these days, and it's very well-meant. It really is well-meant. Is like, well, get to a meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, there's they're, they're going back to my the circle of the triangle, dude. <laughs> um, you know, there's three legs in the triangle. Meetings is but one of them. Unity is but one of them. The little F fellowship where we meet together and we talk about the program. That's but one part of it. Mm-hmm. If that's my only advice that I'm giving to people who should be doing step work as well, um, then I'm 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 denying them the real shit that 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 is promised um, in the book. If I do the steps, um, they're not being and, presented with know, the kit of spiritual. Exactly, yeah. they're being patted on the back and being like, "Oh, way to go, way to go to a meeting," and then they're thinking that sitting in meetings talking about their resentments is what AA is. And then whenever they drink again, they're like, Oh shit. Well, AA failed me. It doesn't work. It's not anything. So, I mean, it's just this big cycle and it's, you know, sad, but true, but yeah, no, they did not do it (laughs) for sure. So (laughs) a big question for me that comes up quite often and kind of circles back to one of the points you made toward the beginning of the episode is where in this reading that we've been doing for step 10, where does it say or even imply that this is something you might want to do occasionally or that Mm. you can take or leave? I don't know if I need, I mean, God, this is such a, I love this paragraph is just so jam packed. So we're in middle of 85, if anybody's following along, where it says it is easy. It is easy to let let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. So, I mean, uh, one day at a time. Hashtag ODAT. No, it feels so powerful to hear you read it right now because so many things come to mind. It's just like, um, uh, when do we have to do this? Every, Every day. Uh, and every day, um, we have to watch for the maintenance of our spiritual condition, right? We have to make sure that we're staying connected to this power. You know, I have the conduit analogy. Like I believe that, that I'm connected to God, like through a physical, like, I just think of it that way. I don't mean it like literally, but I mean, like, I think of it that way because then I can think of like the idea of like, uh, resentment you know, as these things crop up, the things we've already been discussing at length, like they block Mm -hmm. me from God. They literally clog up this conduit. And doing these things cleans that out and yep. it allows more God to flow in, you know? And I, I believe you can feel varying levels of God. There are times when I feel God very strongly and I'm very connected. And there are times when maybe I'm holding on to a resentment. Maybe even I'm well aware that I have it, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and I'm just not quite ready to to let that one go or whatever. It's not quite in enough pain, um, you know? And and I, I would agree with everything this this paragraph says. It is easy to let up on the spiritual mm-hmm. program of action. It is absolutely easy to do that. It is easy to rest on our laurels. We start to get things and I start to credit myself with the the benefits of the things that I'm seeing. Like my life starts to take shape and now it's because I'm doing the work. I'll get all these things that, and, and then I have to go back and look at step three and remember that in step three, I gave up my life. Mm-hmm. I gave up the management of my life and any good thing that I get was is a result of God working in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the 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 last sentence in the previous paragraph is that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition, and I think this is kind of mm-hmm. for me the theme of this episode and maybe of, uh, even of this season, which is that um, the question then becomes how do I keep 
in fit spiritual condition. And the answer is always the exact same. I do the basic clear cut directions out of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. you know, and what it brings to mind for me, I just going to drop this real quick. Cause I've wanted, I wanted to talk about it and it's my podcast. So I get to do this <laughs> is, uh, at some point in the last two years, I heard about a meeting that was started, um, by a bunch of people. And it was something like, um, you weren't allowed to talk in the meeting unless you had 10 years. And it was all about the different problems you start to have. When you have 10 years of what? sobriety and how you have to handle them differently and like how, how different it, how sobriety is. Oh, it's so different now at 10 years. Cause now we have families and we have jobs and we have this and we have that. And when I heard about it, I don't have 10 years. So I didn't get invited to the meeting. Maybe that's why I got mad about it. But I need I was to like, ask <laughs> Hank. I need to ask Hank. He must've got his golden, his golden ticket invitation right. in the mail and not told me. So I'm like, Oh, so, um, oh, so God is powerful enough to solve the unsolvable problem of my alcoholism, <laughs> but can't quite manage the two kids and the, and the white collar job. God. Like those problems are beyond God. We have to get a group of people together, but that's what it comes back to. It's like, my job is to stay in fit spiritual condition. How do I do it? And it goes back to what Marty said. I just keep picking up the same tool. I don't now go look for some other tool. Mm -hmm. There's not another tool. And I'm not suggesting that there aren't other tools out there. I'm simply suggesting that if I want to tap into this exact thing that we're talking about, which is a a relationship with God, this is how I do it. Yeah. And it it starts that paragraph. It's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action, right? So in other words, AA is a spiritual program of action which we have already outlined. We've already outlined this thing. We're going to stay active in that process. And at the bottom of this page, it's going to tell us, now we need more action. And at the end of the chapter, it's going to tell us, now we need even more action, right? And so it's setting us up for this continual flow between 10, 11, and 12, where it's, there's not a day that we're going to take off of this. And if I haven't had a powerful and effective step one experience, I might feel like this paragraph doesn't apply to me, right? I might feel like, well, step four found out some good stuff, felt good to get it off my chest in five. Uh, I went and I made the amends, you know, and that was a really powerful experience. And uh, I guess I'll go sponsor some dudes. And like, that's what happens so often. And like, you, you meet these people and they're sponsoring a ton of people and they don't have a 10 and 11 practice. And the tragedy to me there is, brother, we just read it. Like, they're telling you that this is the program of action. These are the actions. Yeah. This is how you stay active. This is how you grow. This is how you maintain. And if you're not doing that, then what are you, what are you, offer. yeah, what are you giving the next person? You know, obviously you cannot transmit <laughs> something you haven't got, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so maybe you've got 10 years. Okay, so what? I, I want to stay sober for 10 years or I want to recover from alcoholism? What is it that I want as a new person? And if the majority of the people in the meetings where I go when I'm a new person are only offering me uh, the carrot of a duration of sobriety that they've attained mm-hmm. rather than recovery from alcoholism and a program of action, how, how to rapidly attain that, then... I'm not even offered with that solution, right? So I'm just going to go for that. And, you know, so, of course, when I go to some other meetings and people talk about difficult shit that's, like, not easy to do, you know, I'm probably going to go, okay, well, I don't even, I don't even realizing this is the easier, softer way, right? I'm just like, this is what 85% of you guys are saying, so I'll do that. Meanwhile, it's it's just like the Reddit guy. That's not a 10-step. This is not the program of action. We've described a program of action. Here it is. It works for the person in step one. If you think you're that person, giddy up, dude. It'll work. Yep. Hop on spirit stallion of the Cimarron (laughs) and ride through the steps. (laughs) I think real quick, the very last thing that I wanted to talk about in this paragraph, and it's one of my favorite things. um, It talks about what, what my thoughts should be constantly 
Uh, we can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. <clears throat> I hear all the time in meetings people say stuff like, you know, my brain's a dangerous place to right. be. You know, my right. my will is not good. My stuff is not good. Dude, my will's not bad. My thoughts aren't bad. My mind isn't a bad place to be. Um, it's It just needs to get lined up with God's will. Right, and right. when when that's the case, when it's when it's there, um, it's fine. <laughs> it's a fine place to be. God gave me a brain to use. God gave me a will to use. Like I'm not just some automaton. Um, I've got these, these qualities that are unique and cool that I get to use to the best of my ability. So long as it's lined up with, with God's will. And, um, I feel like that was really key for me because I thought, a lot of me becoming a spiritual person was going to be me just slowly losing who I am um, until I'm just like a, a blank, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I thought was going to happen to me, um, but I definitely thought it was going to involve some sort of loss of my personality or my thoughts or my, right. you know, who I was. Um, and that's the, the totally, total, total opposite of what has happened um, and so it's good for me to get reminders like God gives me a brain to use. Um, I can exercise my will as long as it's in line with God's. Um, so I, and, and I hope that makes some semblance of sense, but that was kind of important for a young Marty to hear. Yeah. I mean, I think like, uh, it, it, that comes, a few things come to mind. Like there's, there's the, uh, archetypal new dude who's like, Worried that he's not going to be a cool edge lord when he goes through the steps or something. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> like, you know, like for me, I'm just like, okay, well, like yesterday, I kind of had a realization. Some family was visiting, and I went outside to take a phone call, and I and I had a thought of like, well, yeah, now I say stuff like, oh, God bless him, or like, thank God, or so, so you know, and like I say it because it's like. I'm actually thinking that when I say it, like I'm feeling like, wow, thank God that that that's great. You know, X, Y, Z happened or whatever. And like, but at the same time, I'm like wearing a Freddy Krueger shirt and I'm like, you know, like meeting people up to rehearse misfit songs for a Halloween show. Like I'm, I'm the same dude. I'm just like my will and my thoughts are more in line with where I feel God pulling me. Right. And I live more other focused and I contribute and I have no desire to drink alcohol or snort pills. Like I am a very different person, but I'm also, I have the same sensibilities and fucked up sense of humor. Clearly, if you've ever heard this podcast, right? <laughs> but yeah, I talk about God a lot because this thing saved and changed my life. Um, and then the other thing that I always think is really funny is when you hear a dude do the like, quick flip around in a meeting where he's like talking about like the real alcoholic description and kind of patting himself on the back like yeah you know we are we're 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 often like you know really talented smart people mm. but in this one regard you know we're just we're you know we, we we we're really screwed up but then he's like the same guy and the next day in the meeting is like i got a broken picker or, or whatever or like, <laughs> yeah. stinking thinking you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that I really didn't like hearing at yeah. rehabs and the sayings thrown around in meetings because I was like, "What the like stinking thing? What am I? First of all, am I five years old?" <laughs> um, I'm not kidding you. At the rehab that I was at, I think I might have mentioned on this podcast that I had to wear a sign around my neck that said, like, God doesn't make junk. And the people who had stinking thinking would have to carry around a stuffed skunk for, like, a few days. That's so bad, dude. It was wild. That's so and, bad. <laughs> you know, so that was the kind of shit that I thought AA was. Yeah. Um, but then the book literally tells me that my will is just fine as long as it's aligned with God's. And as long as I'm carrying these thoughts of like, okay, God's will, that's my goal here. What are we doing to further that? Right. Um, and as long as I'm doing that, I'm freaking, I'm good. I'm good to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is AA the place 
is mm-hmm. is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. AA yes. places, it's all alcoholic thinking and, you know, you just, whatever, just get to the rooms and get in the middle of the boat and, you know, drop your problems in the middle of the room. We'll pick them up and carry them for you, whatever bullshit people God. talk about. As, as I've been able to go back to, to back to, uh, uh, in-person meetings, like it's just jarring to me, like how much that is the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but not to be like book thumper, whatever, but there's only one, sim- there's only one thing we all have in common. Right. I mean, that's like, and I know that the, I, well, I recently found out that the doctor's opinion is actually like <laughs> some people don't, I don't know. I don't even understand how they don't, I don't but I guess people don't like it or something, about. but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's you should read about it. There's a bunch of people who don't like the doctor's opinion or don't read oh. it because it's he's not an alcoholic or something. But anyways, he talks about okay. the one thing we all have in common. Yeah. Right. And that's the one thing that that binds us together. Right. I mean, and and it's just like uh, it's just so frustrating. But the great thing is, is that AA the place is very wishy washy and who knows what the fuck's going on. But if you can get people to the book. It's so fucking black and white. Yeah. It's yeah. so crystal clear. It is so just, and it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so easy to understand. Uh, it's not. It's not easy to do. Like John was saying earlier, like none of this stuff is easy. It's all very simple. You know, like the idea of a ten step is very simple. It's just, it's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. That's um, hence the hence the timers. <laughs> I love the God timer though. I think that is, I give that suggestion to newcomer to like my sponsees, like when they're just starting to launch out on this stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm like, put a timer on your phone every two hours. It's a reminder. Look back on the last two hours. And do you, have you done anything to harm anyone in those two hours? Or, and then you can extend it to four hours. I think that like, I know it's, it's one of those things, not in the book. It doesn't say to specifically do that or whatever they obviously, but it's a good helpful instruction that helps me to do what the book says. So exactly. Exactly. So yeah, the book. I I'm just, this out. I just read. Cut it out. <laughs> Get it out of there. I just they went back over phones. ten and eleven with my sponsor. And whenever I do, whenever I go back through the steps, you know, however long it takes me in my group, or you know, sometimes I'll do it as a group or individuals, whatever. Um, however long it takes me, I I don't practice ten and eleven as vigorously as I normally do. So whenever I get back into it. I like to do my timers again and be like, oh shit, yeah, like I haven't been doing this for a minute. Right. <laughs> Forgot how cool this shit is. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So since we've already done 12 questions with you previously. Oh. <laughs> forgot about this. <laughs> we've got we've got a little thing for you. And this is it's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, it's just it's your it's your moment to your one and only moment to shine, like the shining <laughs> star you are. So no big deal. Okay. You know. Okay. You could either you know, take with take it and run, be a shining diamond, or you could totally shit the bed. It's really on okay. you. No, no pressure. Oh, Completely up to you. <laughs> All right. So the question would be, since you were a previous guest on our podcast and some mm-hmm. time has elapsed, you've had many experiences of sponsorship, step work, knowing us more, knowing the podcasts, the fan base, whatever, what's come to your mind that you would want to share on this podcast feed? Oh, God. <laughs> I have no idea. I might be shitting the bed on this one. <laughs> um, I mean, other than really being just very grateful that this exists and that I found it, it would be just to urge anyone who's listening to take the stuff. You can't see, but I'm holding my book up. That stuff, the book stuff, and just take it into wherever you're at, whatever meetings you're in, whatever people you work with, whatever treatment centers are around you, it's needed. And, um, it's rare, which is sad. And there's, there's a, there's a guy in my lineage named Chris C. And he says, he, he's got this phrase that I've heard him use a couple times. Um, and he's, he's not the most well beloved person, uh, in, in many a meeting hall, but he's, he's always said, do I want to be liked or do I want to be effective? Do I want to convey this information as effectively as possible to the person who is suffering from alcoholism? Um, or do I want people at my meeting hall to, to pat me on the back and say, Oh, keep coming back. We love you. Um, and, and off more often than not, you know, Chris, I, I his, he's had more sponsees than I could shake a stick at. And, um, 
he's effective, man. He's not always the most like person in the room, but he's effective and he helps people. Um, and that's the, that's the attitude that I'm trying to get myself to have. I'm, uh, I'm very concerned with being liked a lot of the times. Um, but I do, I want to be effective. And, and that's the, that's the urgency with which, um, I wish everybody who has gone through the steps and had an experience would take, you know, to their world and their alcoholics that they come in contact with. Um, and I hope any of that made sense. Uh, but that's, that's what I got, man. Yeah. I think that's I'll a great get answer. Get out there. Do the shit. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would just add, add to that. Cause I think you brought up such an incredible point. Like uh, if there are people out there, especially now with like the world's opening back up, seems like anyway, at least, I mean, I know we have international listeners, but at least in the United States, things are <coughs> opening back up. Like, um, obviously we always say like, if you're new, you're interested in what we're talking about, you're struggling in AA because you can't find this solution near you, like definitely reach out. But also like, if you don't know how to get into treatment centers, if you need help mm -hmm. getting into treatment centers, like reach out because we probably know someone in at least your area or can probably point you to how you would attack that uh, through the channels Absolutely. of Alcoholics Anonymous and also just through like other channels. But, um, you know, if you have interest in that and you can't seem to figure out how to do it, it's okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't know how to do it unless somebody showed me. So yep. um, definitely reach out um, to us either through Instagram or uh, on our email, which is podcast John, greater than yourself at gmail.com. Right there. Yes. Awesome. I think that's a fantastic answer to that question, particularly given that it was the first time we ever asked it and I had no idea where it was going to go. That was great. Uh, thank you, Marty, for joining us once again. Thank you for having me. That was great. Really good time. Thank you for not kicking me off halfway through. I appreciate it.